Welcome back to Trade Talk with L.A. Aiko, and this is the follow-up to my recession theory episode. Uh, in this episode, I it's more of a part two, and it speaks about not so much what, I mean, yeah, I would say what would indicate that we're headed towards that recession that everyone keeps talking about and whether it's coming or not and how do you determine if it's coming, et cetera, et cetera. But what I'm looking at and what I think will will charge ahead and show us that that recession is around the corner or looming. Now, again, most people will say you don't have a crystal ball. You can't figure something like that out. And I agree. No one does have a crystal ball. However, in what we do, we project ahead. We are trying to figure out what is going, what's going to happen in the future. Hence, things like Dean Foods, Snapchat, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's economic conditions and uh, certain business maneuvering that lets you understand where you should be and why you should be in that particular space. You create your thesis as, as we do every episode, and we look to execute on that thesis and be a little bit ahead of everyone to maximize our dollar. Um, and this is proof positive because in the scenario I, I gave you with the recession theory for 2020 uh, with the spies and the Uvixi, in the past two days, we've made over 80% each day. Literally, 80% each day trading the options. So, you know, these concepts work if you really understand why you're there, why you're, you're beating the movement to the punch. Like Wayne Gretzky said, you don't skate to where the puck is, you skate to where the puck is going to go. So let's get into the episode. And uh, first, let me give you a little bit of understanding and background on what it is I'm talking about so you have a clear picture. So the thesis that I have uh, for this is that I feel the industrial and durable goods sectors will lead the way to what is the next recession. I think this recession happens in 2020. Um, I will give you the positives and the negatives and why most people don't believe it and where it comes from and why I believe it and where it comes from. So with the so in my thesis and feeling that the industrial sector and the durable goods sector um, will lead the recession, I think the tip off that will give us an understanding that it's happening is that companies in the industrial sector and in the durable goods sector will start missing earnings estimates and analyst projections. And this will start leading to the problem that uh, we're constantly facing in this manipulated market by the president and the Fed chairs that keep changing. It's that they're manipulating interest rates to keep them artificially low. So first, let me say, what is a durable good? So durable good is something that doesn't wear out easily. Um, Things that you would buy like on Black Friday, you know, appliances, electronics, toys, things of that nature, and companies that make them, chipsets, you know, computer, uh, I don't want to say like computers, but the chipsets in computers and things of that nature. Um, Then you have the industrial sector, uh, which is uh, people that literally manufacture things like think of uh, Ford 
uh, Boeing, Caterpillar, Toll Brothers, um, any, anyone who is manufacturing something is within the industrial sector. So think of any companies that are doing things of that nature. So when you have these two sectors, these two sectors are often very important in the economy. Um, last time we had a recession, it was triggered by manufacturing. Uh, when people say like it was the housing crisis and things like that, well, remember, it, housing partially has to do with uh, industrials. So it's not to say like it's just as simple as like, oh, it's the housing sector. It's like, yeah, it's a sector, but it all falls under industrials. It's worth noting that um, right now what, what is happening is that the consumer is very strong. So this is why when you when I will say there's a recession coming and other people say, well, you're crazy, like the market is doing good, it's really bullish, is because the consumer is very strong. Uh, credit is low, and whenever credit is very cheap and low, it allows businesses and consumers access to that credit, giving them an ability to uh, borrow, um, extend themselves, and just have flexible financial conditions. However, here's the thing. You have to keep the consumer in an abundant situation. But meanwhile, you have a trade issue that is affecting your industrials. Again, industrials are manufacturing. So when you have tariffs on your industrial materials, steels, you know, your, your, your housing, uh, uh, what do you call it, your lumber, your housing, building materials, etc., you are slowing down your manufacturing indices. Now, on the good side, you had a great durable goods number. The durable goods number, uh, what did we do? Uh, $9.4 billion in consumer spending on Black Friday will probably do really great during Christmas. So we're not in the situation where all of a sudden you wake up one day, like I said, in the, uh, in the 2020 recession theory, and the sky falls, falls down. That's not what happens. But right now what's happening is that the manufacturing sector, the industrial sector is slowly eroding, meaning that because of these issues, they're not manufacturing as much. They're not delivering as much of those manufactured goods. So it's underperforming. Every, uh, every analyst estimate that has been out there has been short, um, not short, excuse me, has been um, overprojected for the manufacturing sector. So what's happening is that the numbers are being reported lower than what the analysts are estimating. Now, that's not good, right? That's what's going to lead to the peaking of the financial bull market. Now, where do we go and kind of start to see how we can analyze or catch it. You have strong consumer confidence, as I was saying, in the durables and a lack of growth in the industrials. Well, you can only keep suppressing rates for so long. As the president has said, he would like it if he could have negative interest rates. You can't have negative interest rates. This is where the concept of, um, you know, 
You're mortgaging the future to make things look good right now. Income in the country has to continue to grow and maintain if you're keeping credit really low. Because once that credit stays low, people borrow more. They are trying to get you to borrow more. They being the government because they want to keep those rates low to entice uh, new borrowers. You know, you look at variables such as uh, consumer confidence and, and the income expectations, and then you have personal consumption expenditures. Uh, cur- personal consumption expenditures is just, again, it's just adorable goods and what, what people want to buy. Uh, the consumer sector is healthy, but as long as it remains healthy, the chances of recession remain contained. Um, but again, with, with it being contained, you go back to manufacturing. Again, it seems like I keep flip-flopping, but what I'm trying to tell you in layman's terms is this. Your industrials and your manufacturing are slowing down. So you will have a slower, um, not a slower, but less jobs. Meanwhile, your durable goods expenditure is increasing. Now, whenever you look at the jobs numbers, we are doing good jobs-wise. We're 3.6% better than what the expectations were in the month of November for jobs. We'll have another jobs report probably coming this week or next week, and it'll probably be good. But again, what is what I'm saying is that you have a manufacturing slowdown that's happening slowly. Those people at some point will be laid off. The durable good consumption will continue to happen because credit is abundant. The culmination of those two things hitting is what will lead to your recession. It will only be so long that people can continue to buy and they're slowly eroding and losing their jobs. Now, you would say, well, how will the government combat that? The government often combats that by coming in um, and playing with the credit spreads. So I don't want to use the technical term that's so technical where you might not be able to catch it. But, you know, credit spreads just simply mean, are we going to tighten or loosen the spread of credit? Right. When credit spreads are. When credit spreads are, are, are um, increasing and they're wide, it's not good for the consumer. It means the consumer is not going to be able to sustain his borrowing. When credit spreads are tightening, it means the interest rates are low and it's better. Where we're going to be, I feel, uh, in this next coming year is with indecisiveness. The stage is set, but the gamble is Trump has to win. If he doesn't win and you get what most people feel are socialist Democrats coming into into power, you will see that things will go reeling. Because the stage is so set, the credit spreads are so wide. Sorry, the credit spreads are so tight that... It all has to go right. It, ha- it doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be run by the same person, but 
the same ideal has to be used in future. And if that ideal is not used in future, the same concept I was telling you about mortgaging the future to get what you want right now is what's going to happen. Again, this thesis will always feel like it is a, uh, a Hail Mary and like, oh, everyone thinks they have a crystal ball. But I'll keep you posted on it. I think I'm very keen and, and, and clear minded on what I'm saying. I'm going to start building up my uh, positions short in industrials uh, very slowly. I am then going to also build up my position in durable good companies short very slowly. And I look to uh, take advantage of this probably in the second quarter of 2020 when I feel you will start seeing industrial companies reporting uh, sorry not reporting but missing earnings expectations and I also feel that you will see consumer spending slow down after uh, the tax season um, not to say that the tax season is you know doesn't last into the second quarter because it does last into the second quarter however I, I still feel that the um, dollar that that consumer will be spending will slow down I think it all comes to a head in the summer where you see a strong pullback in the S&P 500 and the Dow. I don't think that it is uh, a recession that will be as bad as 2008. However, I feel that this is how I can kind of pinpoint it and be prepared to take advantage of it. So hopefully you understood what I'm saying. If you don't, it's okay. We'll still cover this because I do this to save my thesis and stand by my thesis. I could be wrong, and I'm willing to admit if I'm wrong. That's why I publish these. Um, but if I'm right, well, you'll understand how I got to that conclusion. Thank you for listening to Trade Talk. This is L.A. Aiko signing out. Thank you.